Lake of the Woods and Greenwoods Camp. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Lake of the Woods and Greenwoods Camp podcast. My name is Jess, I am the host of the podcast. On today's episode, we will be featuring some campers from the Brygate Cabin and also an in-depth chat with two of our staff from the music studio. But before we get into it, as we have been saying at camp all summer long, let's make today matter. My name is Coco. I teach tennis, and it's my ninth summer at camp. Hi, my name is Charlotte. I'm in Briargate Cabin. This is my fifth summer at camp. Hi, my name is Jillian. I'm in Briargate Cabin, and this is my fourth year at camp. Hi, my name's Nicole. I'm in Briargate Cabin. It's my third year at camp. What are some camp traditions for younger girls at Lake of the Woods? Color days, um, where you get... there's two captains and an advisor on each team and you get to do fun things and game. You compete against the other team. <laughs> In games and whoever wins at the end is a really big deal. Um, there's also Dunes Day where you go on a field trip to the dunes and you can climb the giant sand dunes and swim in the lake and go shopping at the gift shops. And then there's also International Day where each cabin dresses up as a different country to like honor all the international staff and campers. And you have counselor races and then a little auction. And then later that night you have a social with the boys. What's your favorite part about those special days and traditions? It's fun um, hanging out with your friends and the people you love most. Um, I like it because it's a way to just get out of camp and um, get some space. What are the best experiences you've had at camp this summer? Um, some of the best experience I've had is like tubing with your friends, and I love like Decades Night and Emoji Dance, which is tubing programs where you make up dances and you have like a decade or you have a certain emoji that has to like match the dance, and I just love performing with them everywhere. I love to just try new things, and I made it around the lake and water skiing, and I also love just like falling off the tube and tubing. I love hanging out with my friends at rest hour and playing cards or trading gibbets. Okay, explain some of the special days at Lake of the Woods. Some of the special days are there's Brothers Day, which is basically a day like to get away from activities after you've been doing for a while. It's kind of like a chill day, and you can, like, free swim, you can, like, tie-dye, you can just hang around, paddleboard, and, yeah, it's just a little chill day. Another special day is Derby Day, where there's, like, you vote on a horse. It's also another day to get out of your activities. But um, you, like, vote on which horse is going to win, and at the, at the end of the day, you um, get to see who wins in the horse's race in the field, and you do special activities like slip and slide and, like, coloring. Rice crispy decorating. 
Um, and <clears throat> another one is Lodge Day, where there eight there's eight different colored teams, and you compete by doing four different challenges, like sidewalk chalk competition, extreme rock, paper, scissors, capture the flag, and steal the bacon, and whoever wins the most competitions wins the entire Lodge Day. Which special day have you guys found to be the most fun this year? I personally enjoy International Day and Lodge Day because those are both really fun because it's like color days, which is really fun, except it's not the end of camp, which makes you sad. Um, I also like um, International Day and um, Lodge Team Day because you like also kind of get a break from like all the people in your cabin because it's like teams that are like everybody in the camp and it's, the activities are really fun. I enjoyed Druthers Day. It was a nice chill day because I feel like when we do activities, you're just repeating the same things, same things every day. So I feel like you just need a little break from that and it was just like a nice chill day. All right, thanks for listening. Okay, well that was the Briargate Cabin. Fantastic to have them on the podcast and hear all about their experiences of camp. Coming up next, we have Sergio and Marin, two of our staff from the music studio. Here they are. Hi, um, my name is Marin, and what is your name? I'm Sergio. Hey, uh, where are you from? I was born in Bogota, Colombia. What about you, Marin? I was born in Yokohama, Japan. Nice. Mm -hmm. Nice. What, what is your role at camp, Marin? So, I was a counselor at the Glen, and I was also um, instructing songwriting, beat production, and a little bit of keyboarding and guitar. What about you? Uh, I was hired to teach drums, mainly, and I wasn't a counselor. I was just, you know, teaching. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I had to fill in for, like, beat production and one time for, like, keyboards, mm -hmm. right? And a couple times for, like, songwriting. So, yeah, performing and playing drums, mostly, yeah. Yeah. Um, how many years have you been at camp? It's my first year ever. Didn't go to oh, camp cool. when I was young. What about you? Yeah, same. Same here. First year. Nice, nice. So do you like it? Like, uh, can you go through, like, what happens in a, in a typical day at camp or in, and specifically at the music studio? Yeah, so, um, well, usually when I'm around here, um, you know, like, I think things are probably super different because of COVID. Um, but we had, like, cabin groups um, most of the time as, like, COVID protocol and what we do is like most of the cabin group uh, kids some of them would be super interested in music and some of them wouldn't choose music as an elective so they weren't as engaged which is you know fine it's natural um, so what we do is like we'd well Sergio and I we'd um, we would well Sergio would be playing like cajon and tambourine and everything and I would usually be playing acoustic guitar and then we'd start like a chant with everybody and then some kids would like rap over 
the chant if they wanted to and jump over and like they'd kind of bounce off ideas off of each other and then we'd break into groups where we do activities that they want to do and then uh, when we moved on to electives it was pretty much from uh, the morning classes um, I would be teaching either songwriting or guitar or beat production or whatever was in demand. Nice, yeah. nice. Yeah, I remember that. I remember uh, we used to start with a warm-up chant, right? Yeah. Chosen by, by our fierceless uh, leader. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> we would all collaborate and maybe a part of it, and we would try to rap over it, and I was trying to multitask, trying to get the kids engaged, and then mm-hmm. once we break into activities, yeah, like some people would go to with your oh, yeah. guitar right some some other kids wanted to do drums mm-hmm. and the first thing that i tried to do was trying to get the harmonic time on them you know to stand them up yeah. and get them to dance and hand clap to the beat and count quarter notes and count eight notes and just trying to raise some rhythmical awareness mm-hmm. uh, because a lot of kids didn't have musical background so trying to stop you know make them stop being a rhythmical and some of them you know they would catch it up, up like quicker than the others Um, and then, you know, just trying to get, like, if it was a cabin group the, co- the first couple of weeks on phase one, you know, trying to get them to just uh, play a couple bars to a song, right, the best they could, and then break it down little by little, you know, trying to make them count while they were playing so they can open up that, you know, like multitasking skills and, and raise more mind awareness towards the music that's going yeah. on around them and all that. And, um, get it to sing, hand clap, you know, dance. Mm-hmm. Uh, then finally, when we moved on to electives, I think that's at the time where I was able to engage more with the kids, you know, particularly, you know, those who wanted to teach, uh, to learn drums. And um, yeah, so break it down, you know, like more specific exercises, adding the importance of adding the voice to the drums, you know, not just thinking that the drums is just a rhythmical instrument because mm-hmm. it's really melodic too, you know, and, and you can play in the context of a melody, etc etc you know yeah and and i would say you know some of my highlights and uh the summer camp you know was getting to know uh some kids here you know like especially specifically the ones that uh, i had for electives you know i think they they engaged pretty well um one of them actually gave me a a painting you know i think i'm gonna take it home yeah that yeah. was pretty cool yeah i have it in my room you know a really really cool kid good mm-hmm. kid yeah What about you, Mary? Any highlights? Um, I had a lot of highlights this summer. Um, so most of them are probably from my songwriting classes, like both from electives and the cabin groups. Uh, I remember during first session, uh, there was a class that I was teaching. Uh, this was an elective for songwriting. Uh, and... Um, So I do this thing where uh, just during my free time, I just kind of come up with like random stories um, and I jot them down as like short stories. And I started using them as teaching material for songwriting because what I'm realizing with a lot of younger kids is uh, they you know, they've only been what, living for, what, 15, 14 years. So, like, they don't have a lot of, like, experience to go off of to write songs about. Um, but 
they can still learn how to write songs and like how to um, practice empathy because you know you don't have to have a ton of experience to be a good songwriter you just have to know how to emphasize really well um, so you could create like a story in your mind and then but like really the difference between like just having a story in your head and putting it down on paper versus writing a song about it is like you have to like really understand the character's emotions so it's like you're putting yourself in the character's shoes and you know writing it as if you were that character if that makes sense so what I did with one of my classes was uh, I had a story about a um, had a story about like a little boy who would like make flower crowns every day at school um, during uh, recess and uh, you know it's a flower crown so like it every day it like wilts by the end of the day and everybody was like why are you making all these flower crowns and gonna die anyway like why are you doing this and it was like this kind of like cute story where it's like he was just kind of making them every day like hoping like this girl that he liked would like one day pass by him and then he'd be able to like just give it to her and like um it was like that kind of story and I showed that story to the kids in my songwriting class and one of them actually decided to write a song about it and um yeah and then like flower crowns kind of became a thing in our class and I remember like the last day of class we recorded the songs and then um we had a little bit of time afterwards so we just went outside and I taught them how to make actual flower crowns in the field so it was fun yeah nice. uh, yeah um do you have any other highlights? Uh, I was thinking about a story that uh, one of the kids, you know, like I try to do the dance and hand clapping and everything to the music, and then I think he was just uh, mocking me, and it was so oh. funny because he was totally <laughs> offbeat, and um, yeah, so it, it, you know, it was it was really fun. I still have that picture in my head. Mm -hmm. So you know, I, I, I then I looked for that kid, and I was like, hey man, you got to do that again, so I can laugh, and he did oh, it again. That was, that was pretty that was pretty awesome besides that you know getting to show the kids you know music that they probably haven't been exposed to you know i try to show them a lot of salsa i try to show them a lot of african west african music and stuff that they wouldn't like usually you know just like find by themselves so yeah, yeah that was cool you know trying to break it down you know mm -hmm. trying to break down the, the like complex rhythmical patterns uh, yeah. to like a young kid and, and see that you know like pretty much that you put your own limits to what you want to do, you know, even if they're not going to pursue drums mm. or music. But if they want to, you know, give them the tools necessary so that they can go ahead and, and demystify music by themselves. Yeah, no, for sure. I think I've realized that, like, um, a lot of kids, I guess it might just be age, maybe, um, you know, maybe, like, nurture or, like, maybe just the environment they grew up in. Um, I've noticed that their ear tends to go for... They tend to grasp for melody first and then rhythm, like, 
last or never. <laughs> and um, I noticed that in like my beat production classes because whenever kids would be making like beats, it's beat production, but there wouldn't be any like solid rhythmic foundation to anything. Yeah. So what I started doing during electives was um, I'd have them listen to like a, su- a very simple electronic track. Yeah. Um, you know, it'll just be like a regular like pop um, groove. Yeah. And then I would ask them like, okay, you have like 15 minutes to like recreate just drum part and they would you know like I would just kind of let them do their own thing for a bit and see how they do and then most of the time they don't really know how it works and then later I explained like okay like uh the like the drums are like working like as like three separate parts almost you have like the kick the snare the hi-hat and then they're all creating one consecutive like groove to keep the whole song going and it's like I think it's important to teach kids especially at this age about rhythm because I think it's a lot harder to kind of be able to grasp it once you're older yeah definitely definitely you know like I did uh, that reminds me of a cool exercise that I did with them you know so I would play like And I asked each one of them, you know, they have different backgrounds. Some of them are from Latin America, some of them are from the U.S., and some of them are from, you know, overseas, mm-hmm. right? Um, some of them would find the, the beat to... So, on the down beats, right? One, two, three. Some of them up the upbeat, so... Right? And some of them, you know, like, just a couple of them were able to... like find a different you know modulation to it so it's just yeah. you know the way everybody perceives uh, rhythm in different ways mm-hmm. and then that's cool but then I, I try to teach them how to perceive all of the ways you know for that rhythm you know and find more ways to to perceive it and I think that's, that's what you basically were saying you know trying to get them from a young age to really comprehend yeah rhythmical for sure um I think another thing I realized with kids and music is, um, you know, some of them are very, very imaginative. Um, and some of, I think, I think like most of them are just very imaginative. And um, I think it's either they are imaginative and aren't really afraid to express what's going on in their mind or it's like they are imaginative but are a little hesitant to you know explain what's going on in their mind so what I noticed in some of my songwriting um, classes was like there'd be some kids who'd be like super um, enthusiastic and just like show like their songs that they're writing and some people would be like super private like writers and that's kind of I mean I understand because like that's kind of how I was when I was that age like I wrote songs but like I didn't tell anybody that I was writing songs um yeah but there were like a lot of um very creative 
individuals this session, I think. Um, like both sessions. Nice. Yeah, like there was one there was one kid. He so I do this thing usually with um, beginner songwriters where I just kind of um, before I like get them into like the whole like theory based stuff like harmony and like how that all works like I just want them to get a taste of like what songwriting is like so I just tell them like listen anything can be a chord if you believe in yourself <laughs> Like, if you just, if you layer some notes, like, technically, yeah, that's a chord, you know? So I gave him a guitar, and I was like, just, you know, place your hands wherever and play it and find another chord that you think it could go to. And then, like, think of, like, um, scenery or, like, a memory or colors or whatever, and then kind of brainstorm lyrics from that. And he was, he played the chord, and he just immediately went, Oh, this sounds like a carnival, but like during like a storm. And I was like, oh, okay. I mean, I was thinking more like, you know, oh, like this sounds like the color like purple, but like, you know, that was like a lot more imagination <laughs> than me. So like, that was surprising. Thanks. Yeah. And he ended up like writing a whole song around that. Ooh. Like during his first try, so that was pretty amazing. Yeah, I would say another one of the highlights was get being able to uh, encourage kids to you know that you know music is a craft that takes like all your life pretty much you know, and uh, to have more patience and not get frustrated uh, when stuff's not happening you know because mm-hmm. you usually you know like the ones that had like a musical background they try to like especially in drums you know. Drummers usually have some, like, the drummer's ego, right? So they they play, they tend to play and practice what they know because they don't want to fail and, and yeah. play what they can't, right? So I was totally encouraging the opposite, you know? You have to go in for the unknown, you know, where everything's, like, pitch black and you have no idea what's happening and try to get that little by little, mm. yeah. All right, so thank you for, yeah. for everything. And thank you for listening. All right, well, that concludes another episode of the Lake of the Woods and Greenwoods Camp podcast. As always, I have been your host. My name is Jess, aka Young Giuseppe, aka Big Bird, aka The Silent Assassin. Thank you so much for listening, and I will catch you next time. And now for our moment of fun. Car rides through Malibu, strawberry ice cream. One spoon for two and trading jacket. Laughing about how small.